Welcome to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast, where we discuss how the gospel brings us together and keeps us together. We are your hosts, Kenny King. And I'm William Marshall, and we want to encourage Christians to think through how our lives and our churches can be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the latest episode of Diversity and Fellowship. We are continuing our series today called I Am Not a Racist Because, and we're giving different excuses, reasons that people make for them not being racist. So today, the reason is I am not racist because I'm black. Mm. There are some people, some minorities, who believe that they cannot be racist simply because of their ethnicity. So Mm -hmm. why do some people think this, brother? Well, I mean, mean, kind of the obvious reason is they're not a part of the majority. Yes. Which historically, at least in our country, has been racist. And so it's like if if you're not a part of the majority— then therefore you can't you can't be right right i'm a part of the minority racism works against the minorities in, yes. in a culture and so therefore i can't i can't be racist because i'm not a part of the majority yeah i think that's kind of a simple you know may probably overly simplistic but that, i do think that's at least well, part yeah. of it i do think that it is like racism is kind of reserved for the majority right yes. i'm not in the majority so me myself, I can't be racist. Right. So I ain't got to worry about that. Right. Because I'm black. <laughs> Y'all didn't know that. What's <laughs> <laughs> yes. If you're just now figuring that out, then wow. Um, okay. What, what's another? What, what do you think? What's another reason why people maybe say that? Yeah. So w- one thing I hear and and see is the idea that minorities belong to historically oppressed groups. Mm. Uh, especially in in the United States, you think about black people, Mm. Uh, the idea that because you don't have any power to oppress people, Mm. you don't have any power to discriminate against people. And in order to be racist, you need to be able to have power. So Mm. if you're powerless, if you've been historically oppressed, then you cannot act out racism. Mm. And so that's another reason that I hear people give for mm-hmm. why minorities and, and black people in, in particular cannot be racist because they don't have the power to actually act out on it. Now, and like like some of that, I mean, you're saying, you know, it's kind of history, but now, but, but you're saying that applies like now, like, yeah, I don't, it's not that we just, we didn't have the power then. Right. But we still don't have the power. Yeah. We're still, we're still not, in the minority. I mean, right. in that sense, we're still not like that. We're still not, represented in a way to where like to be oppressive within the judicial system right right not still not representative in a way to where like we're the majority of the lawmakers in congress to pass laws that are oppressive or discriminatory right 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 and in these different systems mm-hmm. um, because we don't have power or the majority of the power in these different different systems then okay. We don't have the power to actually discriminate, oppress, which means we can't be racist. Right. Yeah. Okay. Racism mm. is a is is what we do. Yeah. Right. Right. And, right. And so th- the thought behind that is that mm-hmm. I'm not doing these things, so yeah. 
I can't be racist. Right. Okay. And what about, I mean, uh, what else? I mean, you think that's it? Is there another? Yeah, I, w- I would say that there's also um, this idea that I can be hateful. I can dislike the majority because they are racist. Mm. Well, because the majority is racist, because white people are all racist, I can mistreat them because that should be the response to racist. Mm. Racist should be mistreated. Right. Racist should be hated. Mm. And because I believe that um, the majority, all white people are racist, then I'm justified in mistreating them. Okay. I'm justified in, in hating them because right. that's what everybody should do towards racist. Like right. if I look at Klansmen, mm-hmm. right, you know, going to the extreme or Aryan nation, Nazis, people like that, mm. like we should hate them. Right. That's, that's the thought process behind that. Okay. Um, I'm just treating them the way that they deserve to be treated. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's kind of eye for eye. Yeah, I yeah, for yeah. not. Right. Oh, okay. So, so, brother, what is what is wrong with that thinking? Or am I right by saying because I am black, because Kenny is black, <laughs> then there is no way for me to be racist mm, right. at all. I love you. We just worry about you That's being right. racist <laughs> and right. just kind of not right. even focus on yes. me anymore. I love you, brother. <laughs> uh, but I have, you know, it seems as if the scriptures indicate that we have all sinned yes. and fallen short of the glory of God. Yeah, I mean, so. I sin, but I'm still not racist. Right. right? Yes, here we go. I, mean, I can't. Is, yeah. I can mm-hmm. sin in other ways, just not being yes, racist. Just not in those ways. Yeah, I. Yeah, I think. Uh, no, I. I do think that you can. Yes. Uh, be racist, trying to. Um, I don't want to bust your bubble there, but Man. I, I. I do think that that can happen. I mean, one. One way. Um, I mean, one way that can happen is minorities can actually be racist towards one another. Yes. If you just take the majority out of the equation, then then you can have minorities who hate one another. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, whether it's black people hating Hispanic people or Asian people hating someone, or whatever it is, right? I mean, you could, but you could put really any kind of uh, ethnic minority and they could, for whatever reason, have a hatred towards another ethnic minority. Yeah, you know, just thinking back to like earlier this year we talked about the assault on Asian Americans. Right, and there were yep. there were a couple of videos we referenced in there where there was a black man who assaulted right. an elderly Asian woman. Mm-hmm. And that is racist, right? Yeah. Just out yeah. of the blue. Like mm-hmm. no nothing that seemed to to cause it whatsoever. Right. And we saw another one on the subway or whatever, black guy just wailing on uh, an Asian guy. We don't know what happened in that situation, but still, it's it's you know two minority groups being represented in those cases, and mm-hmm. and obvious hate, obvious mistreatment being shown in, in those situations. So yeah, right. it, it goes beyond just I'm I'm a minority, so I can't be racist. Like right. nah, we can obviously be hate hateful towards other mm. groups yeah. that are not the majority. I would also say that um, it's just a misunderstanding of of racism to to say that because I don't have the power to to act out on on racism Mm -hmm. um, that I'm not racist. Because when we think about sin in general, 
in the Bible, when Jesus talks about sin, he goes beyond our actions. Hmm. He goes to our, our thoughts. Yep. He goes to our, our words. So in, um, in the Sermon on the Mount, he talks about looking at a woman lustfully. Mm-hmm. You have already committed sin in your heart. So he's saying your, your thoughts, even though you haven't committed the act of adultery, you are still guilty of adultery right. because you looked at this woman in, in a way that is not righteous. Mm. And same thing with racism. Mm. If I look at people and I naturally have a, a negative viewpoint, uh, a negative feeling in, in regards to them, mm. even though I'm not committing an act against them, mm-hmm. I'm still racist. Right. Jesus talked about in, in Matthew 12 that at a overflow of our hearts our mouth speaks mm-hmm. and that we will be judged for every word that we speak right and so when i'm speaking evil in regards to any group like if i'm saying all white people are are racist or whatever hateful and all these other things or i'm talking evil about asians or or, mm-hmm. or hispanics whatever group it is then I'm showing that in my heart, there's something wrong with my heart. Mm. And if I'm not careful, even though I don't have the power now mm. to act on it, when I do get the power to act on right. it, yeah. if my heart is wrong, mm-hmm. if my mind is wrong in regards to these different groups, I am going to act on it. Mm-hmm. So it's important for us to realize that it's not just whether or not we have power to actually um, act upon these things, it's it's more of what is what is what is our heart and our mind have there? Are we mm. renewing our mind with the gospel? Right. Are we? Um, are, is our heart still hateful towards different groups? Yeah. I mean, I think you have to say. I mean, racism begins in the heart, like every sin. Yes. You know, like it starts there. And, and we may be tempted at times to say, like, I think even like going back with lust, like you could say, well, I, I lusted about this girl, but I, I didn't approach her. I didn't I yeah. didn't talk to her. I didn't whatever. But it's but it's like, yeah, I mean, I think about Paul's exhortation. Take take every thought captive. Yes. You know, because even our thoughts can can be sinful. Yes. Um, and, and, and and yeah, like like you're saying, we may not have the power to to do what we think might be considered racist, you know, take this racist, really extravagant racist action, you know, or whatever. You say, well, because I don't have that part. But yeah, but but that's not the focus, right? Yeah. Uh, in Jesus's, particularly there in that passage that you're talking about on the Sermon on the Mount, the focus is the heart. Right. You know, where is your where is your heart at? You know, and um and I and I think that's I mean I think we have to constantly be looking at um and really examining that, you know, right. Um, do you think that do you think at times there is a connection there with kind of a real emphasis on what we would call systemic racism? Yeah, I think that's where kind of that that misunderstanding comes. It's in and cuz we, when we think about well, when 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 black people think about racism, mm-hmm. we tend to think about slavery which was an institution, right? right? It wasn't a just it wasn't individual sin and that individual slave masters had slaves and treated them poorly and whatnot, but it was also an institution. It was codified. Mm -hmm. There were laws regarding runaway slaves and how to treat slaves and all all those different things. There was commerce based around Mm -hmm. economies based around slaves. So it was a system. 
Right. And then we, we go beyond that. We think about Jim Crow and we think about, you know, the civil rights era and all those things were codified. There were systems in place. Mm-hmm. And so we, we tend to lean on, you know, systemic racism when we think about racism. Like this is mm-hmm. not just an individual thing. These are groups, which we believe. We believe there is systemic racism. We're not denying right. that. That's right. But the problem is if you overemphasize systemic racism, you end up kind of denying the individual racism or right. minimizing the individual racism. Right. Because it becomes an either or. Right. Yeah. Um, the, the systems are are put together by individuals who are racist. Right. right. That this is why we believe in systemic racism, because we know that individuals who are racist mm-hmm. will create systems who are racist. Right. And that, that just seems com- common. That just seems like common sense to, to me. Mm. But we can't we cannot um we 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 have to avoid putting too much emphasis on the systemic part and not dealing with the individual part of it as right. well yeah and and you know we've uh i think we've we've mentioned it on um the podcast before but white people kind of take the opposite right we want to really emphasize individual racism. individual racism and so that allows us to kind of deny any kind of we've got to deal with this law or we've got to deal with this system or we've got to deal with this. Um, we can just kind of ignore. Right. <laughs> we have to deal with consequences from the past. Yes. We can just ignore that any of those consequences exist. And then that kind of, and we just say, oh, I'm not, I've never, I'm not racist. I don't hate right. black people. So therefore racism is not an issue anymore. Yes. And that's an oversimplification. That's a, that's a, an error on the other side. Right. right. It, it, it really is a both and. It is. Right. There are individuals who are, hateful and racist right and then those individuals have power and create systems that benefit them yeah at the expense of a minor the minority race and so yeah i think we i think we have to have to be able to to um to acknowledge that both of those exist right and see our own i mean see our own um tendency to emphasize one or the other yeah i think that's i think that's important yeah yeah, uh, you know, another thing that's kind of wrong in regards to the thinking of yes. I'm not racist because I'm black is it's a we tend to compare based upon the majority. Well, uh, my sin is not as serious as their sin. Hmm. Right. I mean, or that I'm justified in repaying evil for evil. Hmm. Um, and then you end up thinking that you're you're morally superior and so you can justify basically any way you treat somebody once you start to think of them as less than. Right. Right. I mean, that, that's mm-hmm. part of the problem with with slavery. Right. You, I mean, even in the Christian Christian church, we had to come up with a way to say that they're less than. Mm. Right. We're yeah. going to go with the curse of. The curse of Ham, which really was the curse of Canaan, but right, you know, right. But we're we're gonna find a way to try to justify and make the, it's it's the issue with abortion, right? That's right. That's exactly it's, right. It's it's thinking that this this baby in the womb is just a fetus or a clump mm-hmm. of cells, and right. If I can think of somebody as less than that, I'm better than a group of people, and then I can do all types of evil against them. So if I'm looking mm-hmm. at the majority, if I'm looking at white people, and I'm saying that. My sin is not as serious as their sin. Then I'm going to be try to be justified in repaying evil for evil, mm. and that and 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 then the reverse happens too, right? 
you know, you, you have the majority culture who look who looks at some of the, the problems in the minority communities and they think they're morally superior. Right. And so we, we have to avoid um, thinking that people are justified and like we're justified in treating people a certain way because their ancestors or even them mm. are behaving a certain way. That's right. that's you still can be racist towards a group, even even if they are being racist towards you. You're not justified in being racist back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, you know, hate, hatred begots hatred. You know, it's, yeah. it's you hate us. Well, we'll hate you back. And and it's almost like, yeah, that's I mean, we have to understand that un- under the new covenant, an eye for an eye is um, not 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 the um, moral direction that that Christ gave us. Right. Yeah. Christ was forgive your enemies, pray for your enemies. Don't hate your enemies. That, right. That wasn't that's you know, that's different. And um, and so I do th- I do think there is a I mean, I do think we have to kind of stop and whichever side of this we fall on or whichever, other, you know, we're part of the majority or part of the minority. I mean, we really have to just kind of stop and um, ask the Lord, you know, give us give us grace, give us mercy, give us, you know, we, we don't help us to love our enemies, help us to pray for our enemies, right. help us to and help us to realize the futility of responding to evil with evil. Right. Like that's just a vicious cycle that's unfortunately kind of um, what we've seen throughout human history. Yeah. I mean, that is the cycle of this group hates this group and the other group hates back, and it's just this ugly, you know. And I, and I think even, you know, you mentioned eye for an eye. Like, we have to realize that an eye for an eye was put in place because our tendency as humans is to escalate. Mm-hmm. It's not to go eye for an eye. I'm going right. to eye for yeah, right. two eyes. That's right. I'm yeah. going to eye for your head. You think right? you got my eye? I'm about to take you out. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like our our tendency is to escalate. So somebody's racist towards us. We're 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 not going to be equally racist back. We're mm-hmm. going to escalate and right. and go beyond that. Right. And that's when that cycle comes in of we're we're just going to escalate until we're mm-hmm. you know destroying one another or we're right. we're having absolutely nothing to to do with each other. Which yeah. It is not God's desire at all. Yeah, and eye for an eye too was was more of a justice. It was yeah. more of a you know punishment meets the crime right type, type right. thing, which obviously we would you know we would favor that right. There there needs to be justice in our law system and our and our laws and and uh, the punishment should fit the crime. I mean that that idea of it. But I do think eye for an eye has been <laughs> <laughs> misapplied. Yes, you know it's like personal relationships. You know it's like ah. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure that's how it was intended. No, you know, that's no, not really not what was all. supposed to be happening there. Right. Um, oh, good. Well, so then that kind of leads us to the question, right? If, if we're saying, uh, I am not a racist because I'm black is not a good reason to not be racist. What, what's a, what's a better approach? Yeah. So, um, we have to understand that our idea of racism cannot be compared to the majority culture. Yeah. Like, again, we can be racist towards minorities. We can't say, well, I'm not racist like white people were racist towards black people mm-hmm. or like white people were racist towards Native Americans. Mm-hmm. We have to say I, I'm being racist towards Hispanics. Mm-hmm. I'm being racist towards Asian-Americans. Yes. Like it, it can't be um white people are the standard well right. the standard of how we treat people is jesus yeah. <laughs> right he's right. the standard mm. like we can't say well i'm i'm better than 
I'm better than how treated how white people treated other groups to say that mm-hmm. well I'm a, I'm a minority so I'm not racist like them. Right. Now that's not going to be that's not going to be honest. It's not going to be helpful. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say also, you know, a, another approach would be to really examine yourself uh, when it comes to your thoughts and and your words. I mean, as a, as a black man, when I'm around other black people, man, I can hear some really, really horrible things that black people feel comfortable saying about white people. Mm-hmm. Like they they feel very comfortable saying all white people are racist, and it's like, nah, man, that's hateful. <laughs> like like you know mm-hmm. that is not just because. I mean, you again, you don't have the power to act on maybe oppressing people or act on or you don't want to, you know, I hear people say we don't want them around or, you know, we're, we're kind of OK with being separate. It's like, mm. not, I mean, just because you don't have the power to maybe execute those things doesn't mean that what you just said wasn't racist mm. in and of itself. Right. right? Yeah. And I remember, you know, me, me and myself kind of holding that view that I'm kind of I'm not racist. You know, I had the I'm I'm not racist because I'm black, right? Mm. I'm part of this historically oppressed group. But I remember, man, like God dealing with me on this and and going to going to a church and white people were being nice to me, <laughs> right. and I was like, I'm very suspicious of yeah, sure. everything that they said to me. Every every time they were nice to me, I was like. Are they being nice to me because they want that one black friend so they can say that they're not racist? They're not racist, right? right? Yeah. And and then the Lord convicted me and was like, like, why are you not leading with grace with these people? Mm. Like, you're not being gracious at all. You, you're automatically assigning bad motives to these people, and they're being very nice to you, like very nice to you. Right. And so we we have to be able to examine ourselves, to open ourselves up to the Spirit's conviction, to mm. to let us know that even though we're not acting on it, that our thoughts and our words are very much racist towards our brothers and sisters. Right. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. What yeah, else, I'll, brother? Well, I would just add, I mean, I think, and we've kind of said this the last few weeks, but I mean, the, just the importance of applying the gospel, um, I mean, just, just realizing that I mean the whole the whole idea of praying for our enemies or not returning evil for evil. I mean that can be really hard at times. Yeah. That can be really difficult. But when we remember, you know, for those of us who are following Jesus, right? I mean, when we remember how much Jesus has forgiven us and how much mercy Christ has shown us, and uh, I mean, think about Jesus' humility and coming uh, in the flesh, and you yeah. know, uh, the only crown he ever wore was a crown of thorns. I mean, like like. When we when we really wrestle with those ideas, mm. I think it 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 helps us to to know how to um to to love those who have maybe oppressed us historically in the past or yeah. whatever to to be able to lead with grace to show forgiveness to to try to you know like using your story to try to not question motives right you know but to actually say hey maybe they're maybe they're motivated by love for Christ you yes. know and and. Uh, I should be motivated by motivated by that too. You right. know, like I should be motivated by the love of Christ, and so I, I think that's a good. I think that's good. I mean, the gospel teaches us to not be bitter, to to be thankful, to not hold on to a grudge, or it, right. Uh, and it not only does it teach us to do those, like those are commands, you know. Yeah. But it actually, through the power of the Spirit, actually empowers us to apply those truths. And let's just be honest, really difficult places. Right. Like, it's not always easy. And so, 
I just I just think it's so I think it's so important that we are continually looking for ways, praying for ways, asking the Holy Spirit to reveal to us ways that we can um be sanctified, further apply the gospel in our life and in our hearts right. and in our minds, uh, so that we can so that we can uh, love others and point them to Jesus. So I, I think that's I think that's I think that's part of the better approach that we would encourage, right? Yeah, and and we have to trust God to God has said He will repay. That's right. Yeah, and we have to trust God has kept His promise, right, in mm-hmm. sending Jesus and sending us a. Uh, a king who will reign on the throne of David forever, who mm. who will save us from our sins and who will, who will shepherd us and be with us forever. Mm. He kept that promise. He will keep his promise to repay. We don't have to. And, and our hope is, even as Jesus tells us to love our enemies, right? Our hope is that even our enemies will, will be saved and, right. and come to know Jesus as well. Mm. Not that they, you know, we don't, we don't wish wrath upon anyone, we we do want people to be to be saved and and God will do the repaying. That's right. Yeah. Good word. Good word. All right. Well, that leads us to our crazy question for the week. And so it is Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. Right. Uh, when this episode drops, be just a few days from Christmas there. And so um, Merry Christmas to our listeners, and um, I hope you're having having good holidays. So Kenny, our crazy question that has to do with Christmas is. If you could go anywhere in the world with, you know, you could take anybody with you yes, for like Christmas vacation, Christmas trip, this is where I'm going to spend the holidays. <laughs> yeah. Where would that be? All right. So the introvert in me wants to say I'm going off by myself to some place, but <laughs> I'm not going to do that because I want to spend some time with my family. That's good. That's good. I'm glad you Christmas. understand the wickedness of well, that. What I, I, mean, I mean, weakness yeah, of that. Yeah, the, right? the wickedness, right. <laughs> did, I, did I say wicked? Did, <laughs> you did said I say wicked. that? <laughs> you threw that in there. I did I throw that in there? Uh, but, you know, I don't understand this whole obsession with, like, white Christmas. Oh, like, I don't okay. like snow, man. I'm trying to okay. get off. I'm trying to get off to a place where it's warm. I used to want to go to like Australia, you mm. know, because when we're in winter, they're in summer, right? Right. Different right. hemisphere. You know, that's the geography lesson for some of y'all. But mm. Australia has like some weird insects. It does. Like very weird animals and insects. And I'm it like, does. I'm not, I'm, I want to go somewhere warm, but I don't want to have to deal with some exotic insects that I've never mm. had to <laughs> deal yeah, with. You want to be bo- near water and. Okay. You're not going to believe this, but I have a movie. There is, it's called A Christmas Down Under. Yeah. <laughs> it's about a Christmas in Australia. Okay. And is it one of them corny ter- love stories? It's awful. <laughs> it is a terrible, terrible movie that my wife's family loves because they grew up watching it. Yes. And they exposed, right, I had to watch it, right, and pretty much watch it every Christmas. <laughs> And there's just a, this funny scene where they're doing, they wanted to do like a real like Yule log, right? Yes. And so it's like, I don't know, it's 95 degrees outside. Right. It's, it's, all, it's hot. Yes. You know? But they wanted to have the Yule log. And so there's, they're having this party and everybody's in there and they're all sweating. And <laughs> yeah, you, you, that's where my wife, I have recommended the movie Christmas Down Under oh, on the podcast bad. to Kenny. So. It's so he ironic. said it was horrible. So if you watch well, it, and you're upset. Yeah. Recommended, That's on you. Recommended is uh, I'm using that word right. loosely. So I need to go somewhere warm without all the exotic bugs and stuff. Yeah, I don't. I don't all need that. all that. Nobody needs all that. Yeah. yeah. What about you, brother? Where are you going? Man, I want. 
I this would be my ideal, and it's it's this is not really a place like a city or whatever, but like I just have this dream of being like in a cabin, or maybe maybe not even a cabin, like a lodge, like okay. a big huge so lodge. You, I'm I'm okay with other people being there to some degree as long as they kind of <laughs> stay in their business and not right. in my business, right? I mean I'm I'm kind of okay with that. Yeah, but I just have this this I just love the idea of like sitting by a fire. Snow's coming down, you know, opening gifts by the fire, reading by the fire. To me, that just sounds like the yes. best. Va- I mean, Classic in one Christmas. sense, like, I would love that vacation anytime. Yeah. But the idea of, like, doing that over Christmas, not, I, I don't want to be like, I don't want to drive in the snow. Like, I don't want to have to right. get out and have to <laughs> no, go somewhere. That's, that's why I'm thing, like, man. I want to be at a lodge where all the food's there. Like, I can just go get something to eat or do whatever. Everything's just happening in that. I don't ever have to leave. You just want to stand at the window and look at the snow. Yes, right yes. there. I like that idea. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I, but I'm, but I've got the fire, and it's you know, there's actually a country, and I saw somebody tweet about this the other day, and I can't remember which country it is. That's terrible, <laughs> but like their Christmas tradition is you they they exchange books and like chocolate. Oh man! And like everybody in the family gets you know everybody gets one book you know everybody yes. gets a book for Christmas. And then the whole rest of the day, the family just sits, and you would like this because it's, you know, you're by yourself. You by yourself. just get to go quiet. by yourself, sit, quiet, eat your chocolate. I think there was chocolate involved. I may Man. have added that. And and read your book. Man. I mean, that's pretty that's, awesome. That's a nice tradition. That's pretty I think cool. I might start that one. I know. Man, Everybody incredible. get your book out. We're going to be quiet for a couple <laughs> hours. <laughs> eat some chocolate. Oh, <laughs> man. man. Well... Uh, good stuff, guys. Hope hope that uh, you will have a glorious Christmas yes. and enjoy your family. And uh, thanks so much uh, for listening to us. And we will probably not have an episode next week. Yes. Uh, so we will see you in 2022. God bless you. Thanks so much for listening to the Diversity and Fellowship Podcast. If you want to join the discussion, please send us your questions and your comments to diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. That's diversityandfellowship at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Until next time, keep laboring by God's grace to be a faithful display of how the power of the gospel unites us in Christ.